0: Saturday Neon, guys, designs and manufactures officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. It's a company that was started by two Colorado Buffalo alumni, two former college roommates. It's Denver-based, locally owned and operated. They offer free shipping as well. Saturday Neon's a really cool company. Like I said, they design and manufacture officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Imagine a... Bud Light sign or a Coors Light sign in a window of a bar, but now imagine that that sign is of your favorite college school. So a Buffs logo or a Rams logo. They manufacture and design all of those. They look really cool. They use LED neon, not glass neon. They're easy to mount, and when you buy something from Saturday Neon, it comes with all the necessary mounting hardware. This is perfect for Your office, for your man cave, for your bedroom. It's a great gift idea as well. So check these guys out. Use code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at SaturdayNeon.com. That's code DNVR for 10% off your purchase at SaturdayNeon.com.
2: Generic intro. (laughs) 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 The trade. Trades going down. What's up everybody? Welcome into a very impromptu edition of the DNBA show, aka the DNBR Nuggets Podcast, late night edition, trade line edition, bull bowl, bowl edition, Brit Forbes edition, uh <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call this. I'm joined with the main man Harrison when working, burning the midnight oil. Harrison working on an article as the trade drops. Look at this, just
0: The article's already out. The article's out. Uh, Read it right after we're done with this uh, recording, but it's already out. So the big news of the night, Harrison, the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) Right
2: after, it's almost like they're trying to embarrass us. Right after we said, I'm not sure. I I, I said it, not you. I said, I don't know if Bull Bull can be traded now. (laughs) Like, he's getting the (laughs) foot surgery. Like, who's going to take him on? Well, apparently the Boston Celtics in a bit of a salary dump. Uh, They take on uh, Bull Bull, PJ Dozier. Wancho Aaron Gomez is going to San Antonio, which I want to talk about,
0: actually. is that the main piece. Sure. I, I would to love to it. talk about that. I would love nothing more to talk about Wancho tonight.
2: <laughs> Watcho, many people are saying it's a, a renaissance moment for the man. Uh, but most importantly to everybody here watching today, the Denver Nuggets get Bryn Forbes, one of the best shooters in all of the NBA. Six-foot-two sharp shooter. Spent most of his career with the San Antonio Spurs. He did also spend one season with the Milwaukee Bucks. And guess what? It was a championship season. Uh, And then he went back to the Spurs this year where he was just traded back to Denver. So first, Harrison,
0: initial thoughts when you saw this deal go down. Well, I love the deal for Denver because when you just boil it down to what it is, the Nuggets acquired a player who they can use this season for two players who they would not be able to use this season. I mean, PJ Dozier and Bull Bull are both out for the rest of the year. You know, Bull, even if he was healthy, wasn't in Denver's plans. Of course, you know, Dozier towards ACL is going to be out until, you know, probably the start of next season. So Denver gave up those guys and they got somebody in Bryn Forbes that fills the need. I mean, 48 hours ago, Nikola Jokic was telling the media how (laughs) everybody in the NBA knows Denver can't shoot. He goes, everybody knows we can't make a shot. Right. And then Denver gets tonight one of the best shooters in the NBA. Definitely, you know, one of the top two shooters, probably the top shooter available on the trade market.
2: So you think, I mean, the insinuation there, maybe, maybe you're not trying to uh, imply this, although it seems inferred that
0: you are saying that Jokic's comments maybe led to this trade. I don't want to, I don't want to say that, but I mean, the Nuggets definitely were looking at getting a shooter and it's been obvious. I mean, the three point shooting has been right. so up and down all season, especially with that bench unit, You really don't have too much confidence that anybody on that group is going to make a three or maybe aside from Zeke Naji. So they definitely needed a shooter. And I mean, that's what Bryn Forbes does. He right. shoots threes uh, over 40% threes. these last couple of years one of the best catch and shoot guys, you know, for the last several seasons. So it fills a definite need.
2: There's no question he can shoot the ball. In fact, Woj uh, was sharing some statistics that over the last three seasons, I think he is third in the NBA in three point percentage, like a cumulative if you combine all the seasons amongst guys with a thousand attempts, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and then of course, Bryn Forbes, and then just catch and shoot in particular, a 45% catch and shoot three point shooter. I mean, that's, If you play with Jokic, that's your hope is that you're going to get a lot of catch and shoot opportunities. Do you see him Harrison playing minutes with Jokic or do you see him playing primarily or even exclusively with the bench?
0: Well, definitely primarily with, with the bench. Um, Look, it's going to be tough for Michael Malone to kind of massage his rotation and get enough defense out there, especially with that second unit, because yeah, Bryn Forbes can really shoot it. I don't know how he's going to hold up as a defender. He's a smart player, Michigan State product, you know, right. played a, a lot under Greg Popovich so far in his career. So, you know, just from that, he's going to bring some high IQ basketball to the table, but he's not, you know, regarded as a defender. So it's going to be tough to get, you know, enough defense on the floor if he's, you know, with that bench unit, maybe. But um, yeah, I see him sticking with the bench. You know in some situations he could play with the starters but if you watch some of his highlights uh particularly when you know he was going off against the heat in the first round last year like he had two 22 point games in the first round for the bucks uh, against the heat in the playoffs last season he, he pretty much like won or really helped win two games for the bucks last playoffs but He's a pretty good off-ball mover. Like he knows how to get to open spots, come around screens. He knows how to find seams in the defense. So, I think he could fit well with Jokic. But he's probably going to be coming off the bench mostly. Playing, I with mean, that I, he's definitely going to be coming off the bench. The question is, does his minutes? Is
2: he like a first sub in kind of guy, or a guy that you play situationally, trying to stagger so that he's with Jokic and? To be honest, I mean, I'm of two minds. If it One, that second unit needs some shooting. But when you start to look at where does he fit in, you know, combination wise, it gets a little bit tricky. But then on the other side, you know, he's not a very good defender and physically he's not very bad. He's 6'2 with a 6'5 wingspan. So he doesn't, it's not even like he has a great wingspan. And so if you play him with Jokic, that's a tough pick and roll combo. Like that's probably, they're probably going to get cooked there. But there probably are staggered lineups where you could play those guys together a little bit and just give Jokic a little extra shooting. And hey, if a guy's a forty-five percent catch and shoot three-point shooter, what is he with Jokic throwing him darts across the the lane? Like he's probably a fifty percent corner three-point shooter with Jokic hitting him in stride there. So um, I'm pretty excited for it. Also, how many elite shooters have we seen play with Nikola Jokic?
0: Think go through. We've seen we've seen one. We've oh. seen exactly one, Michael Porter Jr. So that's I the think, only one.
2: And then I, the other, I would say Jamal Murray has like, he's mm. like a, uh, he gets hot. And when he's hot, yeah, it's like, but you're right. In terms of just like automatic, if the guy's open and you find him open, is he making it? I think you're right. I think
0: it's just one. I think it's Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. And if you look up, and I put this in the write up I just did on the dnvr.com, the top five catch and shoot three point shooters last season. Joe Harris, Marcus Morris, Joe Ingles, 4 and 5 are Michael Porter Jr. and Bryn Forbes. He shot 46% last season on catch and shoot threes. For the Bucks, you know, for for a pace and space offense. So he's going to get a lot of open shots you would think um He's he's just going to have to knock him down, which, you know, based on his career, you think he will. The guy's a 41% career three-point shooter.
2: One of the things that's exciting about it is the Nuggets are really fun when they catch fire, but they don't have that many, like, spark guys. Like, Bones Highland can spark the Nuggets to all catch fire. I don't know who else is that guy right now that, like, when he hits – like, if Barton hits two in a row, does the whole team catch fire? (laughs) I feel like when Bones does, the whole team does. Now you have another guy in Bryn Forbes that's like, hey, man – Maybe you have a Bryn Forbes, uh, Bones Highland combo where they each hit a three or this or that, and all of a sudden the team starts rolling. It just gets going. So I'm a little hopeful that we get a couple of these games where guys are just hot, and and you have all of a sudden you go on like these little 12-0
0: runs because you hit four threes in a row. We just don't see that very often with the Nuggets. I know. And we talked about this today on the show, Uh, like when the Nuggets are knocking in threes. When they shoot over forty percent from three, like they're winning that game. When right. they don't shoot it well from three, they're probably losing that game. That's I mean, exactly right. what happened in the Laker game. Like they shot it great from three, blew out the Lakers. They did not shoot it well from three against the Jets. They lost that game. So honestly, in the NBA, a lot of times it just comes down to who shoots the three better. <laughs> you know, which team makes more threes and it makes them at a better percentage. And in this deal, you know, Denver gave themselves a better shot at making more threes than their opponent.
2: There's no question about it. There's no question they gave themselves a much better shot with it. I'm excited for it. Another thing about him, you know, he's a Michigan State guy. He's a Lansing, Michigan guy. So he grew up in Lansing, then went to, to Michigan State. He's a pretty tough player in terms of like mentally tough. You know, he's a gamer. He's a screamer. Like he's a guy that'll hit a three and like say something, you know, like he to get himself hyped. And I think Malone likes those kind of guys that just play with a little bit extra fire. And look, to be 6'2 in this league, especially his size, like you've got to do something well. And you gotta do, you gotta have like a competitive spirit to you. So I'm excited. Now let's get to the hard part. But before we get to the hard part, let's get to the fun part. Give me one lineup you would like to see. Not that you expect to see, not that you think will be the rotation, but one lineup that you think, hey man, a Bryn Forbes lineup that you think would be fun.
0: Well, I want to see him out there with Jokic. So okay. let's throw Jokic out there. <laughs> Every lineup <laughs> is
2: 20 times more fun with Jokic. <laughs> it's usually a
0: good place to start. Great starting point. We're going to need some defense out there. So so let's throw Aaron Gordon. Okay. Um, let's throw a Will Barton. You know what? I just want to see maybe Bryn Forbes with the starters, but with Bones Highland in there um, instead of Highland Will Barton. In- and
2: Monte Morris, so Bryn Forbes, Monte Morris, and and Bo- and Barton out. Yeah, so Bones, Forbes, that's good shooting right there. That's a great shooting backcourt. Not a lot of defense.
0: <laughs> Gordon, Jokic, and then one more. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Who's the one more? Are you going Jeff Green? Are you going Barton? Are you going? Dave I a- think, Mister. I, th- I, th- I-, F- I I think you might want barton out there just get a little bit of more size some ball handling too okay my fun lineup this is not what
2: i think we will see but my fun lineup has bryn forbes out there it's got jamal murray out there michael porter out there aaron gordon as your defense and yoke now here's why aaron gordon can put pressure on on cuts and and post-ups and try to put play that gravity but if you give him murray porter and, and forbes three automatic buckets if you leave them open that's maximum spacing and I look, man, he, I don't. Do you think, think was, that lineup plays
0: one minute this season?
2: Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think it plays one minute, and here's why. Like, I mean, the hard part about this is my anticipation is Michael Porter will be back for like six games, so it's going to have to happen in short order. But here's the thing: we've always wondered, and we've never had the bodies to try it out. What would happen if you gave Jokic three or four guys that you can't leave? You can't leave open. Like Jokic is elite, maybe the best of all time. At like, oh, the double's coming, let me find the open man. If you give him four guys, three or four guys that are just an absolute punish when you double off, I want to see what happens. And then on top of that, Yoke's gotten so good one-on-one, what do you do if you can't double, if you're just like, hey, we're going to play straight up. You know, DeAndre Ayton's out there. We're just going to guard him straight up with Ayton. I'm sorry, Yoke's going to go for 50, and it's going to be an easy 50, so... The Nuggets have never had the combination of players to try this. And Brin Forbes, at least in theory, gives them gives him another guy that that that's a can't leave.
0: Well, what I was thinking with my lineup is you have Bones and Barton, two guys that can run pick and roll, handle the ball, get into the defense. You've got Jokic, you've got Gordon out there like in the dunker or space in the floor in the corner. And then, you know, Forbes is just like the shooter that those guys can all kick out to. Right
2: defensively here's the thing that's interesting for me defensively because obviously you talk about the second unit right now you've got Faku, who's a good defender you've got Austin Rivers who's a good defender you've got Davon Reed who's a good defender so you look at it and go you replace any of those guys with Bryn Forbes you're adding a weak defender so you should be weaker but here's the thing more important than whether or not you have good defensive players a better indicator of how a possession is going to go is did you score a bucket on the other end? Meaning is the other team taking it out and you are set or are you getting back on defense? And we know that second unit has caught itself in ruts where it would be five, six, seven possessions without a bucket. And all of a sudden you're always playing scrambled. So even though you get weaker on defense from a personnel standpoint, you might actually get stronger on defense just by virtue of you get to play set defense a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I could see it for sure. Like, the Nuggets have gotten killed in transition defense this season. I mean, transition defense. It's just a joke a lot of times with this right. team. It's a lot easier to play defense when you're scoring more. Yeah. That's that's the easiest way to get your defense set.
2: So let's do the hard part now. What is not not the fun lineup? What is the actual lineup now? The actual <laughs> well, second unit
0: lineup. The the actual lineup is um Faku uh, bones. You're starting with Fa- Faku Bones. Okay. Well, I mean, you. What? Who's the point guard? Who Who's the point guard of the second unit? This is what I'm asking you. I I was gonna say Faku Bones, Bryn Forbes, Zeke Nahaji, Jamichael Green. That lineup's getting murdered on the
2: perimeter. That's three tiny. I didn't bo-
0: say that's the lineup I'd play. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, this is what's hard about it. I honestly don't know what the answer is. My suspicion is that Faku probably gets his minutes greatly reduced, if not cut, in some games. And I don't know who the point guard is because the only point guards you have on this roster at the moment are Monte Morris and um and Faku. And then you have secondary point guards, not true point guards, but secondary ball handlers and Will Barton and Bones Highland. Can Bones Highland be the point guard for a second unit? Can you make Bones Highland your one and have uh Brin Forbes be your two? And if so, does that mean Barton is your three? Like, is that the combination of players you have to get to? Uh, a Bones, Bryn,
0: Barton, Triple B? Well, that, that would be the best case scenario if Bones is your back a point guard, but Popeye Jones doesn't think he's that. I, I wonder if Michael Malone thinks differently, but like when the Nuggets put Bones Highland at the one under Popeye Jones, he apparently didn't know any of the plays. So um <laughs> I would love for that to be Bones Highland. <laughs> like Faku's more of the natural point guard and the Nuggets talk a lot about Bones like he's a two. So yeah uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I
2: I don't I do not see Faku and Bryn Forbes having a successful <laughs> like they might have a one off here and there where they just make some shots, but I just don't see that working. That is really small. I mean we've talked about mini lads lineups. <laughs> That's a really mini lad lineup. I mean, Bryn Forbes, he's 6'2", so he's not 5'9", like Marcus Howard or 5'11", whatever they have enlisted. But he's not big. He's like slender sized. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to like – like Devin Booker, for example, can like take him to the post and just like back him down. He's too – you know, and Devin Booker's not a big guy. So that's why I just don't see it working. And then you have the Austin Rivers piece to this. Like Austin Rivers has been good for the Nuggets, you know, defensively. I don't like when you don't give him enough shooting when he has to be the floor spacer. He's not good enough. But if you have a Bryn Forbes out there, does it help? I don't know. So I look at this and I go, Barton has been coming out early. We know the Nuggets have used Barton to try to stagger the bench. I think that continues to happen. And maybe Davon Reed plays more minutes with the first unit. I'd actually would like that. I think Monte Morris maybe even starts to come out a little early. And we see Bones Highland play more minutes with that first unit alongside Jokic. I wouldn't mind that at all. And then you have a little bit more stagger. So Bryn Forbes makes sense. He plays a little bit with Bones and Barton. He plays a little bit with Monte and Barton. He plays a little bit with Monte and Davon Reed around him. And to me, that's how you make it make sense. Maybe you even play him with a, with like a, one of those guys in Austin Rivers at the three. But Faku to me is the guy you probably cut out. And I think Denver just rolls with Bones and Barton as a combo, no one point guard, but two like secondary guards on the court.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would that would lead to the best overall bench lineup, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Guys, before we move on, got to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you're in the Denver area, make sure to stop into the DNVR bar. We've got tons and tons of Breck brew on tap. We've also got Breck brew seltzers as well. Of course, my preferred drink. You know, got to keep the pounds off with summer right around the corner, of course. Check out the seltzers at the DNVR Bar. You can also pick up Breckenridge Brewery at your local liquor store, at your grocery store. They should have seltzers there as well. But if you're in the area, you got to stop into the DNVR Bar. No better place to watch a game. No better place to have a beer with some friends. Check out the DNVR Bar if you're in Denver on the corner of Colfax and York. Also, if you're looking for a substitute to regular cough and you're wanting a better alternative, check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's packed with CBD, which can reduce back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, long-term migraines, aches and pains, whatever you might be dealing with, try CBD and Strava Craft Coffee is infused with it. It's helped change my life. Strava Craft Coffee, you can get 20% off your order if you are a returning Strava Craft Coffee customer with the code DNVR20. If you're a first-time customer, use the code DNVR25 at stravacraftcoffee.com to get 25% off your order. Again, returning customers 20% off your order with the code DNVR20. First-time customers, DNVR25 for 25% off at stravacraftcoffee.com. Also, let me get into DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week here firing up my draft kings app literally as we speak because I do have a bet circled here for tonight, Wednesday night. The Nuggets are hosting the Clippers, ESPN, 8 o'clock, more like 8, 10, 8 15 probably. The Nuggets are eight-point favorites. I don't know if I like that line, but I'll tell you what I do like. I like Nikola Jokic plus 250 to get a triple double. This seems like an offensive get-right game potentially for Denver after they just stunk it up from three against the Jazz. I like Jokic to get a triple-double. That's plus 250 tonight. That's for my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week.
2: Anything you want to say here as we now, I think for this time, the trade will probably go through in large part. I don't know how this works. You know, when you buy a home <laughs> and they give you the report that says, Hey, just so you know, the deck is broken, you know, or something like that. You can't back out of the house because you've like, Hey, the deck's broken. Says, yeah. We told you that when you made the offer, like it was
0: like, like, was Brad Stevens off of Twitter all day? Did he know that Bull had surgery? Hey,
2: look who it is.
0: Like, up, fellas?
2: like I hope, just- I hope,
0: but uh, Brad Stevens like got the memo and saw that Bull had surgery today. You think he didn't?
2: Uh, wow! Our, uh, the newest member of the Sticky Bandits is here. It's Brendan Vote.
1: Oh, is that a because there's a beanie on my I, head? That's really
2: all it took was a beanie. I should
1: know better than to get on this show wearing anything. Um,
2: <laughs> anything you're gonna get a cover. No, uh, Vote. So I mean, obviously we're 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 talking this deal here. Actually, we're moving to bo- to Bull for a second. Do you have any part, like final thoughts now for Bull, Bull as this is officially
1: over? We think officially. Uh, none that I haven't shared already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is true. Um, we already did have the funeral.
1: Like, that's we the thing. Set Our eulogy. I will say this: for whatever fear or of uh, there was about the med staff misunderstanding stuff or front office treat trust being breached he was traded a few hours later.
0: So it's a (laughs) huge
1: relief to just see this whole saga wrapped up again. Uh, But no, I mean, look, as far as the whole bowl thing, I think we've all said our piece once, if not twice, if not thrice. Can I, can I ask you, this is an angle you have not answered before. Are you
2: worried at all that bowl unlocks Jason Tatum? That was the missing piece. And now Jason
1: Tatum just completely. That was my first thought. That was my first thought when this trade came through. No, I, you know what I did think was what a wave of the white flag from my Boston Celtics, my beloved Celtics, Uh, no disrespect to Bull and PJ, but just, we will take two guys who literally cannot play to stay under the tax. There's your help, Jalen and and Jason.
2: Harrison, when I saw this trade come in and I saw Wancho was involved. Part of me hmm. wonders if Greg Popovich was doing the nuggets. One last solid here. Like this this trade, you always you ever wonder who is the initiator of a trade, like which team or which agent was the guy that was like, Hey, what of do course. you think about this? This one feels like a Tim Conley one. This one feels like a hey Wancho, we need to get we need to save Wancho while simultaneously getting rid of Bull Bull. Let's send Wancho to the one place he actually has a chance of like revitalizing his career, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, I don't know this one. I feel like this was a Tim Conley initiated trade.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's another angle to this trade, which we haven't touched on, which is that the Nuggets opened up a roster spot okay. and the, you know, reading the tea leaves, like it's, you could definitely see how it could be for DeMarcus cousins. That would make a lot of sense. Maybe it's for Juancho Hernan Gomez on a buyout, Adam. <laughs> I have a little less incl- inclination that it's for that uh, rather too. than the DeMarcus Cousins signing. But, but did you did never you say never
1: read the notification? Cause I did. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Wait, saw sure.
2: Denver is trading. Wait, Wancho hold on.
1: Really close.
2: It would be funny if they're like, hey, man, uh, Vlaco, he's going to be in rehabbing a lot. We need a vibes guy. We got to get Wancho (laughs) back in here. No, in all seriousness, though, I'm kind of excited for Wancho to go to San Antonio. Like, I don't have like high hopes for him or anything like that, but I do have more hopes than I did with him, obviously, in Boston. So I'm curious to see what happens with him there. And I do just feel like this was a Tim Conley initiated trade, given that it was another one of his guys. So. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Would have been better if Trey Lyles was also somehow involved in all of this. It was just like, hey, Cade
0: Bates Diop back to Quentin Denver. <laughs> He's there actually having a nice
1: year. So this opens up a roster spot, but it also, I think, gets them that much closer to the tax. And I now think they're in a position where even adding a player on on a minimum deal, contingent upon any other movement and/or I think some incentives coming into play. It it also may be a factor. So it's possible that some other small moves come into play, like maybe another move um, or someone gets waived or something like that. Uh, and then, of course, they also have the other half of the Jeff Green exception, but that would be a very aggressive go into the tax move, which while we all wish the billionaires would do, few yeah. no of us are holding our breath.
2: Our friend Bronco Squatch, I mean, this is a thing probably to, to reach out a little bit later, but he he did put this tweet out earlier. He says, uh, if a high-level player becomes available in the buyout market, Denver will have the ability to offer them $4.536 million of the MLE. Jeff Green used the other half, so that's half of the um, mid-level exception. So maybe they have an exception here that actually avoids that tax. I do Love to get some
1: clarification here from our guy Jake later on. But um well that I believe that would push them into the tax still. That would be the aggressive move, is using the rest of that money all on one player. Whereas what I think is more likely, they have a minimum. Maybe it's Devon Reed gets converted to Marcus Cousins, and they can play around the edges with another move or, or some of the smaller contracts or whatever.
2: Uh it is interesting, man. Um, just thinking about this move, like the Nuggets are trading for a guy on an expiring you know, this is a, this year move, you know, it's absolutely a, Hey, let's try to get this thing done here. So uh, like maybe they feel like they have a better chance and maybe it's a better sign that, you know, they, they're pretty optimistic about the Jamal Murray, Michael Porter timeline. So, um, so I'm yeah. kind of intrigued by
0: that. Any other angles you want to cover here, wind on this Bryn Forbes news? Well, I mean, sending out PJ Dozier, I, I think is notable because like, look, we've all, been high and you know sometimes lower on Dozier over the last couple of years Well coming into this season he was like the x-factor for Denver's bench yeah. and he got hurt again and I just think with all the injuries that he's had over the last couple of years I can't imagine Denver was too excited to offer him a contract you know this summer because he's gonna be a free agent so like we all had high hopes for Dozier Um but it kind of makes sense that this is the end of the road for him. And I I said this the second the Nuggets signed Davon Reed, he gives you a lot of what P.J. Dozier gives you. From a defensive standpoint, from a positional versatility standpoint, he can play the one, two, and three. So I I think Denver kind of looked at Dozier's injuries and said, can we really afford to keep this guy around next season when we can just have Davon Reed? you know, uh, a healthier version of that.
2: This is the thing about the Nuggets is we've all enjoyed getting attached to the 10th guys, you know, 8th, ninth, 10th guys. But going forward, the reality of the Nuggets is, they're. I don't think they're going to be able to give the P.J. Dozers of the world's new contracts. They've got to just keep finding new ones. And I think Davon Reed is the next one up, right? Like, he's on the two-way this year. Next year you get him on a deal where he's thrilled to be on a three-year, $8 million deal or whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of little deal it is. And it's like, okay, you got a new one. Here's the other thing. Vote. Do you like Reed
1: more than Dozier? Dozier more than Reed? How do you feel about that so far? I, To be honest, I think it's perfectly interchangeable. I, I Especially given the injury, right? Like any arguments to be made about Dozier's upside are, are sort of severely – like chopped now at the knees by, well, that's a poor choice of words, but this injury sort of <laughs> takes wind out of those. circles So yeah, really brutal choice of words. I, I would say read because I think he's slightly more contained on the offensive end. While we have seen the occasional shot that we've pointed out that we're like, huh, that seems incongruent with our understanding of him. I think that's a far more, it's something PJ is a little more prone to. So, but my bigger point would just be, I think that you're right. That they're in the stage of they're relatively interchangeable, right. and it makes more sense to move on to one than the other right now.
2: Harrison, how do you feel there? Those two guys.
0: I mean, I was definitely higher on Dozier than I am right now on Davon Reed. I just think Dozier had, you know, a lot higher of a ceiling, more potential. I think Davon Reed is who he's gonna be for the future, and that's okay. Like you get a a fringe rotation guy who you can throw out there who can give you quality two way minutes. I just think Dozier, um, because of his, they have similar frames, but Dozier just seemed a little bit bigger. Um, I I just think Dozier had, had more potential, uh, more ceiling, more possibility of being something bigger. Um, but Davon Reed might, you know, he's not a bad consolation.
2: I' I'm, I mean we haven't seen enough of Reed like to really know. I mean, we remember PJ Dozier's debut with the Nuggets we, when we coined him PJ Composure and like they rode that wave. like he had some ups and downs. Um, he certainly was another in a long line of Nuggets players who were like lineup dependent. He also looked really bad at the start of this year alongside the no shooters lineups. Um, so so we kind of saw him at his worst this season. Mm. That being said, There's a lot I like about Davon Reed that Dozier didn't have. The reason they're hard to comp is because they're not one-for-one comps. It's not like they do the same things and this or that. So it's how do you quantify and value. Like, Davon Reed, I think, a little bit better shooter, um, probably a lesser versatile defender or what have you here. So we'll just have to wait and see. What I will say is I'm very curious for Davon Reed, and I kind of think he has a great chance of staying in the lineup. Like, if you told me one of – like if it we, we it might actually come down to this, Faku Rivers or Reed. Only one of those guys is going to play. I don't know. Davon Reed might be my guy there. Like I can, yeah. you know, it's probably situational. But Davon Reed might be might be the one I go to there. He just does more and has you know, the weaknesses of him are are less, even if the strengths of him are also less. Mm-hmm.
0: If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Absolutely. I want to tell you guys about Lightshade Dispensary. A little bit about Lightshade Dispensary. You can use code DNVR for 25% off each purchase at Lightshade Dispensary. You got to use that at the counter when you're checking out. So if you shop online at Lightshade.com and you got to pick up at a Lightshade location near you, I believe there are 10 of them, soon to be 11 Lightshade locations in the Denver metro area. You use code DNVR when you're paying, when you're at the counter, when you're checking out. That's how you get 25% off each purchase escape artists is at Lightshade. they are the highest awarded topical brand in colorado escape artists prioritizes quality and consistency with ratios available in one-to-one and high ratio cbd 20 to one we've got you covered there our 800 by 800 creams are escape artists highest potency creams available the creams penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort. They are non-greasy and non-staining, also fast-absorbing and take effect in 10 minutes or less and can last up to two to three hours. Those are available in rose and cedar black pepper. Of course, the escape artist founded and formulated by food and pharmaceutical scientists that believe in a brand that should truly exemplify the Colorado lifestyle of a balanced wellness routine. So check out Shade. That's where you can find escape artists. They've got 10 soon-to-be-11 convenient Denver, Metro, and Aurora locations. And again, use the code DNVR for 25% off non-sale items. That's code DNVR for 25% off non-sale items. Also, at DraftKings Sportsbook this week, we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? That's okay. You can still get in on the action with same-game parlays throughout the entire divisional round this weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older card only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The, the last thing I've got, though, is it, it It's funny. Everything that happened over like the last 24 hours kind of led into this trade. Like Jokic's comments two nights ago after the loss to the Jazz about how right. nobody know everybody knows they can't shoot. And then today at practice, Michael Malone uh, went on this tangent about how, look, like you owe it to your team, you owe it to your fans. I think he was pretty much saying you owe it to Nikola Jokic, who's putting his blood, sweat, and tears on the line every single day and night to go out and try to improve your team in, you know, the trade season. And he was like, I'm not expecting anything big, but um, my talks with Tim Conley are probably going to ramp up here in the, you know, next couple of weeks. And, and sure enough later that day today uh, they pull off the trade. And I just think it shows that, yeah, you know, Denver still has its eyes set on a long playoff run. They're still kind of crafting their team for as deep of a postseason run as possible. Um, I think, you know, Jamal Murray's getting closer and closer. There's still a chance Michael Porter Jr. returns this season. So I think Denver's still pushing forward, and they, I mean, they should because they owe that to Jokic. That's, you know, first and foremost.
2: Strong agree, man. It's interesting. It's a little move, but I'm excited by it. Probably won't finalize for a couple days. So, I mean, we're not going to see Brent Forbes tomorrow, I don't think.
1: But Um, we assume that Boston knows.
2: About bull, this can time. you imagine? I just can't imagine if this somehow also got canceled in two
0: days, and we're like, "What?" Um, I mean, yeah, is this still contingent on a, a physical or? No? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, who knows? But I will say that the Nuggets play Detroit back to back. They play them on Sunday, and then again, I think on Tuesday, one at home and one on the road. Uh, so Bryn Forbes might make his debut
1: against against Roddy team. Magruder. <laughs> That's did you guys see he had a big game tonight of did course he really? he really did of course, <laughs> of
2: course.
0: just rodney oh, mcgruder Lord. banging threes back and forth uh
2: last thing i'm gonna say here and i'm really gonna hype up my guy harrison you know one reason to subscribe to uh dnvr five dollars a month to get access to all the premium stuff when does the wind chimes where he shares little things one of the things harrison's been whispering through the through the wind the last few uh, days here has been Bryn Forbes. Keep your eye on Bryn Forbes. He's a guy here. So lo and behold, uh, Winstradamus strikes again, the, the other thing that I wrote about it,
0: Winchimes
2: today, <laughs> I, like when I give him a compliment he's like, Adam, <laughs> you missed half of the compliments here. Hold on. There's more.
0: Well, I mean, most of Winchimes today was, was about Jamal Murray and oh. I've, I've watched Jamal Murray warm up before almost every home game this season. And I watched him warm up um, before the Nuggets played, not the Jazz, not the Lakers, um, before they played the Blazers. And his warm up before that game was like, he went harder and like was more focused and more aggressive in that warm up than I've ever seen him. And then I wasn't at the uh, Laker game, but I saw a video of Murray warming up without a sleeve over his knee. It's the first time he's done that all season warmed up without a sleeve. Another step in his recovery. I don't know, but you can just feel that he's getting closer and closer. Um, he's pushing himself harder in warmups every time he's out there, you can just feel it getting closer. So I love it, man. It's um, it's getting into the season where I think, you know, you got to keep your eyes or, or your ears peeled for, you know, some, some little updates like, maybe he's going to play three on three or, you know, right. doing some non-contact work in practice. I feel like we're, we're, we're getting closer. I think maybe honestly, man, like people get, get to the arena early.
2: Cause he works out. You can get into the arena one hour before tip off. And he works out about then like, cause the team goes in and then starts to get ready for the game. And he go, obviously goes out there. So make your Jamal Murray side. Show him some love, get there early. Uh, because uh, that hype, you're right, man. We're, we're now weeks away, not months. You know, yeah. we're, now, we're now to the point where you're well,
0: in weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: we're probably a month and a half away or a month plus. But I'm just saying, you start to count that in weeks. It's like yeah. when you have a kid and people tell you, how old is he? He's 20
0: months. <laughs> 20 months. Yeah, what, what, at what age do you stop saying months and go to years? Is that two years? It's
2: 24. Like, people, kids will say, the people will say, he's 24 months old.
0: Yeah. Like, okay, and then I, I've never heard 25 months.
2: Uh, is yeah. this the super chat that we had? That this had is discovered? the super
0: chat from Tony.
2: Well, no, this is the super chat. And then he says, well, that was the first super <laughs> chat fail. So. And then finally he gets to this one. He says, Bones at PG might get pressure off to shoot the three. When Malone talked to him about sharing the ball, it seemed to pan out. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Bones has a lot to unlock to his game. This is the thing about Bones. Is like right now, does he know all the plays as a point guard, this or that? No, but I think Bones has a lot to unlock in that department. And playing him alongside Barton, you know, that might combine, they might make one point guard and
1: one shooting guard. Yeah. So it might work <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Definitely. All right. That wait, does it. For- oh, wait, ahead. just micro around the association. Rodney Magruder led all Pistons tonight with 19 points, 10 shots. That's yeah, so what is that? The most points he scored in three years? Yeah, it's just hilarious, man. You just you can't also not to stuff complete
2: up. the story though, is that the Pistons were blown out by the Warriors. Yeah,
1: that's so, that part's important. <laughs> that
2: part is also important. uh The Timberwolves got to win against the Knicks, man. All these teams, like you go East, all these teams in the East, man, they never, they never deliver for you when you need them to beat somebody in the standings. Such a shame. I
0: thought the East was better than the West this season. I don't for know. a while
2: it was, but but now you get down to those Knicks, Hawks, Celtics. They're so just Pacers, yeah. so disappointing, man. So disappointing. Um, that does it for us tonight, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is impromptu one. We're going to be back again tomorrow uh, with the pregame show, the postgame show, all that good stuff. See you guys then.